It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Coming at you, for us, it's our second one. I don't know what order you're listening in, but uh, we're coming at you again with uh, two podcasts this week because we had such a good Packers talk. Um, every one of us felt attacked at some point, I'm sure, but uh, it's all all in good fun. Yeah. We are all friends here. Um, uh, my, my, my feelings are hurt, John. <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, Aaron. I'm sorry. No. Trying to figure out which one of you were Skip Bayless and which one was Shannon Sharp. You just let me talk. Let me talk, Skip. Come on. I'm 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 the non-racist one. It is my turn. No. no. All right. Well, again, you've heard the voices here. Uh, we didn't introduce them beforehand, but you did just hear Jim Widener joining us again. Uh, writer, last word on sports. Do you do other other places? I can't remember where else. If you write anywhere else. No, just doing last okay. word on sports. It just it took Which up so fun. much time that. Uh, I think you and I are the only ones writing for the Packers section now, so it's you know we've got our own. Uh, I'm gonna we get to pick and choose. It's awesome. I'm gonna find some angry things to write soon. Uh, to find some other a, numbers. A, a cottage, yeah. a cottage industry. Yes, Aaron, you should come join us. It'll be fun. It'll be the three of us just taking over. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I do I I do right there again. That's actually how Jim and I first started uh, sharing stuff was through uh, Last Word on Sports. Uh, but yeah, no, of course, Jim's here, uh, and we have uh, Aaron here uh, as per usual. I didn't say it the normal way. We're just we're we're yeah. more than an hour into this at this point for the, us, the so we're at, just kind the of the at Cheddar Talk, the at Cheddar Talk, at Cheddar Talk, and Jim is at and Jim Widener fifty one. Jim Widener fifty one. Uh, of course, you can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod, and I am at Not So Humble Host. I drop it in there at the beginning of every show. What is there? What are you doing, man? Things are weird. It's just you and I, Aaron. We've we've taken oh, over no. the show. I no. <laughs> well, I we're not, we're not being, like we're not being recorded the, because the he's the one recording. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. This is enough. Enough shenanigans. We've had a, a hard enough day. It has been a, a long night of recording at this point. So uh, we are going to kick into the remaining stuff. We're going to talk some Badger football. We're going to talk some Bucks. Um, Jim will duck out at some point here, but we have some things to get into, uh, and we'll do that all in the segment that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so since we did Packers and the other one, we're going to talk through some some actual, I guess, Badger stuff here. It's been an interesting time. Uh, Badgers land another big one today uh, as we're talking, uh, Monday. Uh, Michigan State defensive end Jeff Piotrowski. We're going to have to teach him not to, I guess, punch people and break, you know, try to break knees and stuff because Michigan State's dirty. It's a dirty football program. But uh, Jeff Piotrowski coming over, he had five and a half sacks two years ago when he was healthy. But, uh, yeah, he was hurt this last year. So we'll see how this all goes. Couple big, big polls uh, in the last couple weeks here. It's been kind of nice to see. So uh, I don't know, Jim. You had some stuff you said you wanted to talk about with. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing that Fickle is doing. I guess first of all, you should mention the fact that he stole an assistant coach from the Gophers. Right. He stole cornerbacks uh, coach Paul Haynes 
who yeah. was the co-defensive coordinator. I mean, Gophers have lost. Fleck has lost his running backs coach, got the Kent State job. He lost uh, his offensive coordinator, who is now uh, yeah. uh, the offense coordinator with Rutgers. And, Rutgers. Um, you know, but Fickle is putting a staff. I mean, I, I, I'd be a liar to say I, I'm not massively disappointed that Jim Leonard didn't get the job. But, I mean, it seems like he's – I mean, it'll be – there's going to be a lot of uh, pressure on Fickle to – do something next year with all these transfers coming yeah. in. I mean, Jake the kid Ra- from SMU who's going to play instantly. Um, yeah, Mordecai. Mordecai, and then uh, what's it, Evers? Is that the uh, – Yeah, the, Nick Evers uh, from Oklahoma, Evers. Uh, the transfer. And, uh, yeah, so he's probably going to be the year after. He's a sophomore. Yes. True sophomore. Yeah. And, and what's the – Miles Burkett, uh, he'll have to battle him, the kid well, from Franklin. Yeah, but also they they got um, uh, was it Mar Mabry Mabry Matower is the other kid. Oh, yeah. They just got the kid four star. Texas. Yeah, the four star from Texas. They just pulled in as well. So that's gonna be interesting. And Cole LaCrue, who they just pulled in. Uh, I think he's the three star athletic quarterback yeah, from type from Colorado. Yeah. So I mean, they got a that's a very loaded quarterback room. Not all of them are going to finish as Badgers. That's that's no. for certain. Um, yeah, Jake Renfro, the, the uh, all-AAC uh, center from Cincinnati, is now transferring. Badgers beat LSU, who was trying to get him as well. Um, and the defensive end from Temple. Uh, yes, shoot, I'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head. I can't think his name off the top of my head either. Um, I just think it's interesting to see if what Christ and Leonard, mostly, well, it's Chris, it was Chris team that he left when he got fired Mm -hmm. if they will fit longo's offense and you know if the big thing will be if uh oh the uh, defense coordinator uh uh, trestle will be able to keep the success that leonard had and that's going to be the biggest thing is i mean jim leonard was an unbelievable defensive coordinator. I'd love for him to take the place of Joe Barry, but apparently LaFleur is very much happy with what <laughs> Joe Barry does. Um, yeah. I, I just, I'm interested to see because he went uh, a 3 3, was it 5 or what the defensive lineman that Trestle runs is different than the 3 4 than, than Leonard runs. But, uh, you know, there's still a lot of good players um, that was left on this roster on the defense, especially. And then of course the offensive line and to see how Braylon Edward adapts to playing in an air raid, even though Longo runs the ball and he did when he was at North Carolina, it'll be interesting to see, by the way, did you know Longo coached at UMD at one time? I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, He was an assistant coach at UMD. It's a good program. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, but yeah, yeah, it'll, my biggest thing, and I don't know about you is, do they have the wide receivers to run this offense? <laughs> they the might. Uh, the CJ Williams from USC was in on Friday and had put up a lot about it. By the way, he and Nick yeah. Evers are like best friends. Um, he's been he retweeted all the stuff Evers put up about going to Wisconsin. Um, he talked up a lot being there on Friday and then didn't talk about the other visit he had. I think was it Saturday or Sunday. Um, there's a lot of thought that C.J. Williams might be landing there. There were two other receivers from Cincinnati who just also came over. Uh, Darian Varner is the uh, the uh, Temple defensive tackle okay. or defensive end 
uh, seven and a half sacks last year. So, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. It, 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 I think the the thing about what, you know, and again, I, I was very disappointed that Leonard didn't get the job, but I think the yeah. fact that Fickle is bringing in people or players that Wisconsin was weak at, uh, wide receivers, uh, yeah. the center, Tippin, uh, Tippin? Tippin? Uh, Tippin. But, yeah, just left. Tippin. Yeah. He went to the or he's going into the NFL draft, um, so they are looking for a player to replace him. He's they're they're good at tackle, um, you know, interior defensive line they needed outside linebacker. I think uh, Daryl Peterson and Caden Johnson are gonna probably I, I would think would have good years. I rather see CJ Getz move on personally. Um, I don't understand why he's played as much as he has. Got to replace her base the secondary. Too. Yeah, and then the secondary. The secondary was always a problem, even with Leonard as defense coordinator. I always found their cornerback yeah. position to, you know, be able to get better. And I think he's doing that, and he's using the transfer portal, uh, something that the Badgers haven't seen in ever. So it's it's pretty interesting to see. Yeah, the they've gotten a couple good corners uh, coming over. One kid, he's like six three, and like they got a giant corner uh, coming in, four star kid. Yeah, and out he, of Michigan, and he's going to be competing for a starting job because uh, Shaw and them weren't they weren't you know game beaters like that's where you attack the Badgers this year was you threw at these corners deep and uh, yeah they had some problems there for sure so that's interesting to see the amount of guys they were able to bring in quickly and uh, turn around a lot of those guys that Cincinnati had and the way Longo keeps posting. Uh, they've got several more guys they're going to be looking at, and it could be an interesting year. Everybody should also calm themselves a little bit because um, anybody who says national championship or natty, as the kids say, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, anyone who's talking national championship, that's not this year. Um, maybe at some point, but let's let's just slow down to – you know, start by winning the West again, which you should have done this year because you had the talent for it and didn't didn't do it. And then move on to you got to beat Michigan and Ohio State, or what are you even doing here? Uh, so, well, I, yeah, I think that's a great point. Is stepwise, is step putting wise. a lot. He's putting a lot of pressure on himself year one, and I, <laughs> I give him credit for that. He's not backing down, and because I, I think you're right. I think a lot of these fans are, you know, if. They have a average to below, especially below average. They're going to be all over Macintosh. I mean, it wasn't well liked by a lot of people, including myself, that that Leonard didn't get the job. Right. And it wasn't because Leonard's a gopher or a over a badger guy. It was the fact that I thought he had done a good enough job to take over the program and put his own stamp on it. So uh, yeah. there's a lot of pressure, Macintosh and Fickle. Yeah, that's that's true. I think that. Yeah, especially with the way the transfers work now, it's it's going to be important to do that. They immediately worked on putting together a better idea for what name, image, and license is going to look like for a lot of these people. And the sheer fact that they're cool. taking people, like we lost Aranda to a lateral promotion because there was more money, right? Like the Badgers lost yeah. Aranda to go be DC at LSU. We're stealing guys from other universities now for lateral promotions. And that means that McIntosh has clearly opened up the pocketbook and is is willing to pay more for assistance, which has been one of the things they've talked about as a problem for Wisconsin. So 
if they're going to spend on a, on a coaching staff, it could be a lot more fun. A great example of it is the cornerback coach, Paul Haynes, who was with uh, the Gophers. He had the title of co-defense coordinator, and with the Badgers, he's going to be either secondary coach or just cornerback coach. So, I mean, people want to coach. And I, I, I read that he went to high school with Fickle, so it makes sense. But it, it's people are taking, I mean, getting Longo from, from North Carolina, you know, is a big deal. And I think that, you know, I, I think also the biggest thing that Fickle did that one of the several things that cost Chris his job was he put a recruiting department together. And Chris, if you remember, mm-hmm. uh, leading up to his last year when he got fired, that he didn't really have a recruiting department when his head of recruiting left for Michigan State. So, right. I mean, that was a major failure. I mean, I think we can go back with Chris on his failures as the recruiting department, his faith in Graham Mertz, and his refusal to adapt, you know, and that's, I think that's every football coach's downfall if they refuse to adapt and change, and that's, Chris wouldn't do it, and that's, unfortunately, that cost him his job. Yeah. Uh, Seeing uh, the... There's one person reporting now that they believe that uh, it's it's the at was it at college FB portal the college football transfer portal I mean it's it's a place that's just reporting on that and they're saying they're hearing CJ Williams going to Wisconsin I don't know how accurate their their amount of stuff is I've heard one other person who apparently has some information about it but I don't know it would be very good if they could also add him to Skyler Bell. Uh, and uh, Keontes Lewis, uh, that that could be an interesting receiving core, especially if they have somebody who can actually get the ball on time on target. Um, that that would be that could be a very good team next year. Not national championship, th- good. Do you think? I mean, in the long run, with Chris, not to go back to mm-hmm. you know talk about history here, is <laughs> his insistence on starting and continuing to play Graham Mertz cost him his job. Maybe. I mean, I think him going to Mertz, I think he went there too early. I think he felt yeah. some pressure to do it, too, because nobody said, don't get rid of Cone. We need, you know, make make Mertz wait. Everyone said, you need to start him or we'll lose him to transfer portal. So I think there was some pressure yeah. there uh, in that regard. But at this point, I mean, we're looking at what this quarterback room looks like now. That's with... Uh, LaCrue and Matower coming in next, you know, LaCrue this next year, Matower the year after, um, Mordecai coming in, Evers coming in, all those guys not part of the discussion for the most part. Cole, LaCrue was part of that, but that's way down the line. Um, we were talking about, like, Wolf and Vandenboom being the guys who were going to compete against Mertz. Like, where was the other quarterbacks we recruited to at least keep him honest? And to keep that going, I think that was part of the downfall is once he had him in there, uh, he didn't have another option because uh, once he lost Cone. And he should have let Cone have one more year. Yeah. But we would have also been mad about that somewhere. I think some people would have been. But Mertz needed more time to get used to this. It sure looked like they shrunk the playbook up front. And then over the last year or so kind of started adding back into it. But it sure looked like they had to shrink the playbook for him early, and that was problematic, obviously. Well, and I think you add in the fact, not to answer, you know, chime into my own question, but the <laughs> fact that every assistant, I mean, had ties to him somehow. 
I mean, you know, Bobby Ingram coached with him at Pittsburgh at one time, the University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that he seemed to have a problem, I think Hank Potet, the, the, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, his cornerback coach, I think that was Leonard picking him that had no ties to Christ. But otherwise, it was always something to do with Christ in, in, in Wisconsin and some, you know, Dean Ingram, you know, Bobby's kid was on the, the team. I just, it's too bad. I think Paul Christ was a good coach and he just made some massive mistakes. I cost him his job. Yeah, the biggest one was not embracing the boosters um, because they're the ones who get you fired. It's not you and me. Yeah. It's, it's the people with the pocketbooks and opening everything up to try to make these sorts of moves. We're not happy with it. So. Well, and they're the ones that are going to pay the players now. Right. Yeah. True. Legally. Well, I yeah. think the, <laughs> the, the, the fact is, I mean, if you're going to take that step in, in building a program, you've got to be willing to do those things. And the fact that it sounds like he wasn't, I mean, mm-hmm. no, I think, and I don't see Paul Chris getting another, I, I just can't see him getting another head coaching job in the college ranks. I think it's well, obviously not in the NFL, but I mean, he'll probably land as an assistant somewhere as a positional coach. And if he does, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just too bad because he did have success. I think people forget that at Wisconsin and he just, he made yes. some really bad moves. He won an no, our, 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 Arkansas will take a flyer on him. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, know, they're all right where they are. I think, well, somebody will though. Somebody will, take a look it just won't be it will not be a big 10 or a big 12 type job but he might have to just go to offensive coordinator somewhere and then work back up it happens to a lot of people uh lane kiffin did that maybe maybe you should go to alabama that's where all offensive coordinator failed head coaches go and revive their seasons or or maybe like idaho where there's no media so he doesn't have to talk to them because he doesn't like to do that i'm the what <laughs> Here, here's my prediction: Northern Illinois, because the AD down there worked for Alvarez at one time in the the athletic department. And DeKalb, I've been on that field. Do, does uh, University of Alaska Fairbanks have a football team? I don't think they do, but I think there's a lack of media up there. So <laughs> that would be a good place for Paul. I, I just any idea where Jim Leonard ends up? Not yet. Uh, the big thought was was Illinois. You know, like. Uh, Bielema has been hiring a bunch of former players, former Badger guys, and stuff like that. And they're like, "Well, it makes sense because they're off. Their defense coordinator went off to Purdue, um, and no, he went somewhere else with, with another Badger." <laughs> but um, and he yeah. shouldn't, you know, unless he's going to the Packers to be the defensive coordinator, she's which not. he's not, because Joe Barry's going to still be there. Ugh. He he does. He's got head coaching chops, and we've talked about this on this podcast the last month and a half, like he should go somewhere where he can be a head coach at a smaller university and build those head coaching chops. Cause he's got it. He really does. And we, we talked about like Paul Chris going to pit, like he didn't just go straight from offense coordinator of Wisconsin to the head coach of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Jim Leonard needs to go somewhere, build an organization uh, and show that he can do it and then move back up to D one. Like, he can do it. So, <laughs> like the inference you know, that Pitt a... isn't D one. <laughs> well, that? No, I know what you mean. I just, 
I just like it as if there was an inference that Pitt wasn't a D1 school. But I was like, oh, oh no, I, I, I know. Sorry, I know I, I just meant, meant like not a Big Ten school. But no, I know sorry. what you mean. Yeah, I'm you're just, right, you're right, you're right. I just like to pretend that that was a dig on Pitt, which it was not. Yeah. <laughs> Pitt is a wonderful university. I'm sure. I, I've never been there. But yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if he even coaches. I mean, this is a guy who turned down going to Green Bay to stay in the Madison area. He built a house there. He's kids are in school his wife i think went to school there too mm -hmm. uh, maybe you've seen the last of jim leonard coaching which it would or, be or disappointing he go, that would be or he goes and coaches at uh, uw platteville or something like that so. it'll be interesting to see what happens i mean it's you know does he, he end to... up with the overs when phil fleck leaves who knows yeah. He should go to um lakeland college uh and coach the muskies <laughs> because they could use the help uh go well, i mean no He's an up north kid like me. Like he should just go coach at UW Eau Claire. That's yeah, that's a good problem. Yes, yeah, their enough, yeah. their jobs open too. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, their coach moved on. He should go to Point because they're god awful. They're just they're so bad. UWSP that's so right far, now. That's so far away from uh, Tony, Wisconsin, though. Yeah. That's where he's from. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's. It's an interesting schedule next year, too. They'll be starting off with Buffalo. Uh, they'll have to go to Wazoo to make up for having the home game last year with them. Uh, they do still get Ohio State. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be an interesting season next year to see how some of that goes. They could still you know, have a 9-10 win season, depending on how things work out. I, I mean, we're not going to be talking about an undefeated team. That's, that is not anywhere in the cards. So think 9-10. And start feeling good about the chances of winning the West next year. Because um, they really should have a decent shot at it. Uh, but we'll have to see how that all goes. I think Ooh. one thing to keep in the back of your mind, too, is is if Ohio State gets rid of Ryan Day. Why, why would they do that? Well, I mean, they haven't won the national championship, and those people are crazy. So They are crazy, but I don't know. I, I, and he has lost to you and I, but right, you know. it yeah, he did lose twice in a row to uh, to, to Michigan too. So, but the other thing is Harbaugh is talking about leaving, and will probably be interviewing for the Denver job. Yes, so and the Indianapolis job too. Which would you rather have? <laughs> well, well, and, and, and Harbaugh's got some uh, recruiting violations coming down the pipe in Michigan true. too, so he might be. That uh, seems true. He might be uh, um, uh, just abandoning a sinking ship. Just getting out of there that real he quick. Built. So that could be true too. Yeah, it might be time to go if you're. He, he might. He might Pete Carroll the bit. Is, right. If, if he leaves, it'll be interesting to see what the Big Ten's like next year. Because I think he did. I mean, yeah, he his team laid an egg against TCU, who got throttled the night um, that, you know, he hasn't signed his extension. He's still pretty bitter that he had to take a pay cut. And his team's left. And then, you know, but he, like you said, he beat Ohio State and has been. And, you know, he's made some great comments about Ryan Day being born on third base, which is hilarious. So. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I, I can't wait for Big Ten football again next year. That'll be fun. And then the team that he lost to just got boat raced in the national championship tonight too. Yeah, never lost that game. Though. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing they lost that game. That was crazy. But yeah, we'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting from here on out seeing kind of what happens with some of these other things around the Big Ten. Um, you're just wondering. I mean, did did the Badgers get 
a, a Minnesota coach by negatively recruiting PJ Fleck? I mean, did they negatively recruit? I mean, because that would be so terrible. I mean, nobody cares. I heard. Just, I heard Fleck axed it. <laughs> Oh, uh, he dropped that. That was good of him, actually. Like, kudos on that line. Would have dropped that in. He's. I mean, they won the axe twice in a row. They they should yeah. they should talk about it. And uh, that's fair. That is fair. And that was a good bit on him. I, I hate him like like crazy, but hey, when you win, you get to crow. So you, yeah. you got to. Yeah, you do. But yeah, no, the uh, negative recruiting bit was so dumb. <laughs> it's just like everybody negatively recruits. He definitely does. In fact, that press conference was negative recruiting, so whatever. Yep. All right. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to stick around anymore, Jim, but I know you were here to talk for, for with Badgers, but we're going to move on to hey, Bucks. Hey, hey Jim, Jim, before you here. go, we were talking about uh, the first uh, opponent of the Badgers next year, Buffalo, right? Yep. yep. Do you guys know what the longest sentence in the English language is that you can make with just one word? Uh, yeah, it's uh, something Buffalo, 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 the Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. Look it up. Look I've it heard up. that. Yeah, because there's several meanings for Buffalo. And I I do remember hearing that at some point. I would not have recalled that on my own. But when you ask the question, especially right. in context, I remember it was something along those lines. Yeah. The, the, the poor children of Aaron Flottam know that very well. And they bust that out on their friends. <laughs> And I, I feel bad because they look like nerds when they do that. But it's good to be a nerd. <laughs> it is. Oh, it so basically nerds. means don't buffalo me, bro. <laughs> it's all about uh, uh, love I you, Jim. <laughs> thank you, guys. You guys have a great evening, and it was great being on the show. All right. Thank you, Jim. It's always wonderful to have you back. <laughs> all right. Take care, guys. Jim Widener, everybody. Thank you again. Whew. All right. We're gonna so load now, it's just, the... now it's just me and you, John. This is true. And we're just going to – hey, Aaron, are you worried about Bucks, pre... Bucks season games? You know, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about it. I think uh, – so – There's been that, some, that, like, that, that, Twitter that fear. 50, that 51 point uh, showing the other night in the first quarter against uh, the Bob- Bobcats – no hornets again they're back hornets, sorry hornets. yeah yeah sorry losing my mind here against the hornets that was a little bit tricky um you know so they were talking about the big four of the bucks have basically out of like 1000 oddish minutes this season so far like they've only played 45 minutes together um Lopez has been good this year you know last year Lopez didn't play most of the season he played the opening game and then he was out most of the season um my my worry about the injuries is between Drew and Chris and now uh, Brooke. I mean, Drew and Chris have been out. And then Chris, uh, 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 Middleton and uh, Drew Holiday have been out. And now Lopez has been carrying some minutes. And he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. And Giannis has been playing out of his mind uh, for a while. And it's kind of tapered off now in the last couple games uh, i wonder how much you know he was playing wilt chamberlain minutes and points and rebounds and assists for a couple games there and i i do get worried that he's gonna get burnt out like the dude's the freak he's a greek freak but i yeah. at, at some point like when's he gonna when's he gonna hit his wall like 
And you can see in the last couple games, they've kind of pulled the throttle back on him. I'm not too worried about it because the East isn't that scary. The Cavaliers have come on lately here, and that makes you kind of worry about some things. Yeah. But uh, it, um, but I, 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 it's, it's, it's about the same. And the Celtics are what they were. The Celtics are the same team they were last year. Yeah. Like, but they're, they're the Suns too, because they're that team that's like, we didn't win it. We need to show everybody all the time everything. Right. Yeah. So the so Celtics are for real. They're yes. they're the exact same team we saw last year. Nothing's really changed. They are maybe a little bit better with one year underneath their belt. Um, I am a little bit worried with these injury things. Like I, I wonder if they're holding them out just to make sure they're fine and play the other players some more. I mean, we had this whole conversation. This is the exact same conversation we had last year. Mm-hmm. And then we went into the uh, quarterfinals against quarterfinals. Yeah. Semi semifinals, whatever against the Celtics last year. And Giannis set all the playoff records for one series and they still lost. Yeah. And I, I wonder about the health and fragility of some of these other players. Like Giannis is carrying the load all the time. Giannis is the best player on earth. And other people will tell you it's Steph, it's Kevin. It, and, when you when you when you dig down on any conversation everybody's like yeah Giannis is the best player on earth like this guy's a freak like yeah. he's obviously carrying this team how long can he carry this team that that's the problem like you know one year off a one last year off a championship you're like yeah no no big deal whatever and then the playoffs came and went you're like eh well whatever they were tired it's like how how much longer can we sustain this like i nothing chris middleton was great in the in in the championship run so is yeah. drew mm-hmm. but it's like at at one point do you have to get other teammates for him and right. i know we got joe ingles now Ooh, aj you know? green man come on aj green yeah. was the only guy he was the leading scorer against charlotte did you know that <laughs> It's great. 13 whatever. points. He had but, tw- 18 minutes in that game because they, after it, they got down, they just kind of, you know, and back. I love, I love Brooke Lopez to death. Brooke yes. Lopez. And this isn't a shot at him at all. Brooke Lopez is Brooke Lopez. This is year 12 of Brooke Lopez, right? Like yeah. the dude is awesome. Every once in a while he turns it on. He's a shot blocking freak. Mm-hmm. He can, he can become white shack whenever he wants to, but <laughs> like he's, he should be treated as if he is where he is at in his career now. Like Brooke Lopez is good, but he's an older big man and he's the only other consistent, like in last year, he didn't play for the entire season, but this year, like he's the only other consistent. Yeah. Constantly there kind of guy. Yeah. Constant, constantly their guy. Like he's it's him and Giannis and, 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 at what point? I mean, Chris Middleton. Like, when? When? When are we going to see him again? Um, Drew. Drew's always good, but he's a liability from time to time. Um, I don't know. Like, I know Pete's on the other side of the planet right now, but a uh, friend of the show, Pete, we might have to have him on here because yeah, I know he's sure. got nothing else better to do on when you're on deployment. <laughs> you got nothing better to do than just watch sports, and you know when you're doing other things, especially with the, with the mission they have. Mm-hmm. Um, um but uh i'm not worried yet 
but there's some indicators that are troubling. Like, I don't know. Like, and I'm, I'm still not sold on Bud. Like, yeah, he won them a championship. That's great. But like, I still <laughs> think there's some things about him. I, I, like I've always said, you know, if coach Bud would have been the coach when Giannis was drafted, we wouldn't have Giannis. Right. Cause he doesn't let young players play. And uh, everyone's big on Marshawn Bocamp. And yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not sure. Like I haven't watched, I don't watch it in depth enough. Like I don't sit there and digest that. I don't do the all 22 on <laughs> NBA, okay. NBA games, yeah, yeah. but like, I, I see what I see and it's, it's, it, it's a little bit troubling. Like, I, I don't think, I, 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 unless Middleton comes back super healthy and just shoots the lights out, I mean, he's the second. He's the second piece of this puzzle. Correct. Like, Drew is number three, Brooke is number four, and whoever else is number five. It doesn't matter. Giannis is number one. It, it, NBA, the NBA is a super easy puzzle to figure out. You have sadly you have, yes. your, yeah. you have your big number one. If your big number one has a number two to compliment you then you're good if you have a number three that can complement the two if the other team doesn't have a number three then you're then then you're out of luck and then if they do have a number three then once you get down to number four brooke lopez as a number four is going to trump anybody else's number four in the league right it's, it's, like a, it's, it's like a hand of cards like but if it's Giannis and Brooke versus everybody, that's not good. Or, yeah. or Giannis and Brooke with uh, 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 Middleton on an offsuit, like that's not going to work either. <laughs> like, I love the following down I mean, the line. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I, I'm, 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 I'm doing this like a, a, a euchre or um, uh, cribbage. Pinnacle, you know, yeah. it's like you can't, cribbage, yeah. you can't, you can't do that. You, you can, cribbage was actually a really bad example, but euchre or spades or hearts or anything like that like cribbage also known as 15 2 yeah you can yeah 15 2 54 and knobs is five anyways um but no so so with 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 the team as it is like janice is the obvious number one it's just it's it's yeah it's changed the math by taking out the two because then you need drew to be your two when he's not there yeah. yeah you're right then it goes to brooke because uh, it's not Connington and it's not Grayson Allen. Uh, he hasn't been this year that guy. He has not been. I mean, you don't need him to be the guy, but you need him to be a certain type of guy, and he has not been that. No, uh, Grayson Allen's a, a perfect number five in that equation. Yeah, normally, I mean, actually, against against the Knicks uh, tonight, he was. You know, he was two of three mm -hmm. from three. He gets you eleven points. That's great. That's what you kind of need him to be. He's been inconsistent at that, though, and that definitely hurts more when you're too, you know, when, when you don't have Middleton, you really needed Grayson Allen to be that guy, and he, he hasn't been in a lot of games this year. I mean, he's just been inconsistent at being that guy. I, he has well, the talent. I know you like to come in. He's a good sixth or seventh man, like, yeah, absolutely. off the bench. I agree. He's, he's great having out there if you have Middleton, and you've got him out there, and he can... I think it, it frees him up to post up or post up you know, out there at the three point line more. If you've got a, a couple more guys who can really make their shot, Grayson Allen 
can make the shot, but he can't make his shot, right? You know what I mean? Like he's not, he doesn't have the dribble drive. He doesn't have the, the sort of athleticism to make his own shot from nothing where middle can make a shot. Middleton could just put it in from anywhere and he can turn and put himself into a platform where he's going to be able to shoot and you can't do anything about it when he's on. Uh, Giannis can obviously get himself to where he's going to be able to score at any point. So having those two guys changes how easy it is for, uh, you know, Grayson Allen to spot up. And so when you take that out, like you're saying, it changes your math. You know, like you've removed the second card from your hand and you're just sitting there trying to figure out what to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Well, and, I, and, and, and a couple of weeks ago, I'm sorry. No, the no, last thing I, last I like thing it. I searched was Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. <laughs> sorry. So now I'm back to, uh, so the game against, yeah, when, when they beat, when they ended up beating the Raptors in overtime. Right. And so Giannis had 30 points, 30, 30 points, 21 rebounds and 10 assists, like mm-hmm. an amazing game. But there was a couple times and there's a great screenshot of that. Nick Nurse did the same thing that he did to him in the Eastern Conference Finals four years ago. Like yeah. it was Giannis driving to the hoop, and five people were covering him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's where they're at now, and it's it, it's now we're back to that again. Like it right. it feels like we're kind of back to that again. Like it, unless we get other good peace players around him that can do something else. It's just going to be uh, Giannis <laughs> to take from Aaron Rodgers, hero ball, you know, like just drive the lane and see what happens. And that doesn't work out real well. And it's going to beat the hell out of your, your once in a lifetime talent that you have. Giannis is one of the best players ever to play the game. And he's still not completely at the top of his game, but he's going to get beat down by everyone just dropping into the lane and just beating the hell out of him every time he goes to the hoop. And there's no amount of weights you can lift and how much, uh, how many exercises you can do, uh, Pilates, stretching, everything else. Like that's going to take a toll on him eventually. And it, somebody else has to do something on this team. Like at I, I Brooke is great. I love Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is, you know, they, they threw a stat up the other night about uh, Kevin Durant with uh, double doubles and he's mm-hmm. number four all time. And he has to pr- pass Brooke Lopez <laughs> to get to number three. Cause Brooke Lopez is uh, splash mountains the best. Like he's yeah. a great big man, but I mean, it feels like it's just Giannis versus the world sometimes. And that's not right. And like Michael Jordan had Pippen. Um, I can't think of another single great NBA player ever that didn't have some other, I mean, LeBron did LeBron did a lot of things by himself, but he had Kyrie in his prime. Um, He had other people, you know, he did some good things by himself, but like it's, it's hard to think, that Giannis is going to carry this team to yet another championship by himself. Right. That it, there might need to be some movement somewhere to try to get just somebody in, in some of those spots and, and trying to, you know, you're gonna to have to sacrifice depth again. You're gonna to have to sacrifice um, that ability in the regular season to be able to have that. If you want to get a, another 
guy who is, I guess, your three now and then your four later. I mean, you'd be talking about giving up somebody like Grayson Allen and probably somebody like Noir and Bochamp. Uh, and, yeah. and we like seeing Noir and Bochamp. Uh, like the game against uh, uh, the Hornets just a little bit ago that we were just talking about. That's, I mean, that's the only loss in their last four games. They, they win the other ones. But getting that loss is bad because, like, yeah, like you said, 51 points in the first quarter. Uh, and that's at that point, then the Bucks basically turned it into a rest game because uh, Giannis only plays 22 minutes. He shoots two of seven. He's not playing well in that one. But I mean, like, they do get that win. They get, like you said, the overtime win against the Raptors, uh, win against the Wizards, win against the Knicks here tonight. But yeah, the loss against the Hornets is one of those ones where it's those weird blip games, but it it's only three games after that weird blip game against the Wizards where they just absolutely rocked the Bucks. That one, though, they started by resting everybody. So nobody was in that game to begin with. The one against the Hornets, they got beat up early and then just decided to call it quits and walk out. Uh, they're going to have to which play is, the Hawks coming which is, up, which is a which is kind of a boogeyman for them at this point. The, the Hawks have played really well against the Bucks this year. Uh, it's a tough team to play. What were you going to say? I don't know. I don't, maybe we need to put out the bat signal to a uh, friend of the show, Pete. I know he listens occasionally when he can. So uh, uh, yeah. either a text. Yeah, we'll have to work a, that out in the uh, email. In yeah. our, our post game, work that whole thing out. There. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's our just, production I, meetings. I, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, and the thing with like Beauchamp too is like he, he's a he's a nice piece and he he was a late he late first round draft pick or was he late late first round well champ right yes or i mean because the bucks, one guy the, we got yeah i mean the bucks aren't drafting any it, they, their help is not coming for the draft <laughs> so it's <laughs> this is the nba like if you don't have one of the top three draft picks you're you're done yeah. unless you get giannis and the 13th round yeah. but uh but and then develop him for seven years but uh it's i i i i i i yeah um <laughs> it's like i want to say let's just put this one away till february and sleep on it but now that the packers are eliminated i guess this is all we have to talk about so i guess we have to start paying attention to the bucks now because we yes. have no, no, we're not going to have any packers things to talk about and yeah, i'm on board the, the, the brewers aren't going to sign anybody anytime no, they soon aren't. so no, they aren't. no hell no hell no we won't sign anybody today <laughs> or the brewers and we're we're like matt lafleur we're just gonna push on with what we have okay all right. Well, what we're going to do then is we're just going to – well, we got to do just the, the, the Badgers played and they, they played – the Badger basketball played. They did not look good. They played – it's kind of that uh, House of Horrors thing. They go to Illinois and they, they, they just could not play in that second half. They were with them there. They were playing with them. They were playing without Wall for one thing, which does hurt. He's got the ankle injury from the game prior. Uh, where he did not play much uh, before he got injured. He's not out there against the Illini on the road. Uh, and the Badgers just, they could not find that extra scoring that they needed. Crawl has looked much better of late, uh, which is good because they're definitely going to need him to make any kind of serious run through the Big Ten. Uh, but this is not the Illinois team from last year with Kofi Coburn, which is not spelled Coburn. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to say what it's spelled like. But, I mean, uh, this is a team that should have beaten. Uh, having the injury and just road wins in the Big Ten are rough. They're hard to come by. So 
Uh, it is the first loss for the Badgers in the Big Ten. Meanwhile, though, and, and it does drop the Badgers to 18th in the current poll. Uh, Marquette, though, continues to roll, uh, doing very well in the Big East. Uh, they got that win against Villanova last week we talked about. Uh, they, they beat St. John's, which is less impressive now than it has been, but they do also then roll Georgetown, 95-73. to 73. This is a high-scoring team. It's so much fun. Seriously, uh, I encourage everyone, because I know like Badger basketball is the biggest thing in the state uh, in terms of basketball watching, generally speaking, uh, but you should be watching both these teams. Uh, this Marquette team is great. Uh, they could seriously compete to win the Big East uh, this year, and it could be a lot of fun. Iguodaro is a fantastic defensive guy moving around in the center of that defense. And against Georgetown, he also shoots 7 of 8, uh, puts up 14 points for them in 26 minutes. Classic uh, Shaka Smart game against Georgetown. Part of it is the big lead, but they're getting 22 minutes from Ross, uh, 22 minutes from Jones, not Cam Jones. Um, they, they get 15 minutes from Joplin, uh, 14 minutes from gold. They go like eight. No, they're going nine deep on the bench here, uh, which is fantastic. They're getting double digits from Ross. And uh, it's it's one of those games where they're just going like it's like hockey. They're going three lines <laughs> on this one. And that's uh, that's fantastic to see. And I think that they're going to be very fun to watch as they go. It's going to be now number 25 Marquette hosting number six UConn coming up on the 11th. And then Marquette will play at in Cincinnati against number 12 Xavier. These next three games are going to be huge because they're going to have UConn, Xavier, and then number 19 Providence. Two of those games will be at home. Uh, so that should be fun. Everyone should get out there and see that. Those are probably going to be interesting times. That's down by you, Aaron. You can't be too far from that. You should check out some Marquette games. That should be interesting. Uh, Badgers. I, we, we, we act, we've actually talked about that because Bucks games are too expensive to go to. <laughs> yeah, Marquette, they're going to have some good ones coming up here. There will be some really good games. should be a lot of fun. Uh, Badgers will, yeah. like I said, they're 18th. They'll be playing Michigan State at home and then going to Indiana and then have, welcoming Penn State into the happy confines of the Cole Center. All right, do you have anything else here, Aaron? Before we, I, I just, I'm going to roll through the uh, last call here, uh, and then we'll just kind of close up. Do you have anything else to add here before we? Uh, no, man. Uh, thanks a lot. That this has been a great, this has been a great show tonight. I uh, love it. We've had I a good time on, on both podcasts that we put out this week. Have been a lot of fun. Uh, I think we had a good time here. So, I, I, I feel good about what we said. <laughs> good through all through both podcasts. So, all right. Love you, John. All right. Uh, so the next thing we're going to do is a part of the show that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right. For last call, I'm going to start off with wrestling just to be a little out there. Uh, Badgers did have the Kencraft Midlands Championships. Um, it's a several day event, two day event here where. Um, Badgers were in first, like right up to the end. Uh, they end up placing fourth. Gigantic tournament. Uh, lots of teams there. Uh, Northwestern uh, is there. If I remember all the different schools there. It was it was a lot of different people. So Northwestern ends up winning it. They're the 15th ranked team in the country. Penn places second, who the Badgers beat in a head-to-head earlier this year. Then number seven, Pitt. Then number nine, Wisconsin. Um, and so, I mean, like, 
that's a good thing because right behind them is number 28, Illinois, number six, Arizona State, uh, Rutgers, number 13, Princeton, who, you know, Badgers beat, uh, number 21, uh, West Virginia finishes 12th, number 16, Lehigh finishes uh, 14th, number three, Missouri placed 16th there, and Whitewater places 19th. UW Whitewater finishes ahead of number 17, North Carolina State. That's that's probably the most impressive thing that you can see out of that thing is is that somehow UW Whitewater is in there fighting with that. Uh, so yeah, rough rough competition, rough group that they're all in there. Good showings again by Gomez and Barnett and uh, Hamidi uh, Hilger doing pretty well in there as well. Uh, after that, they they're back into now going into the Big Ten schedule. So the Badgers starting this week with the actual Big Ten schedule. It's going to be the hardest part of their their schedule. Um, SEC, Big Ten fighting for who's the best uh, football conference, but Big Ten rules wrestling. Big Ten uh, dominates women's volleyball. Big Ten and ACT in, you know, are usually fighting for best in basketball. Big Ten is one of the top teams in any, in any sport you're looking at. They're going to be up there in men's hockey right now. They're up there in lacrosse, by the way, because Johns Hopkins and Maryland. Uh, Badgers start off, of course, with number one Penn State uh, at the Kohl Center, uh, lose that one eleven to twenty eight. That's you know that's a, a rough kind of loss. They got a lot of guys ranked number one over there at Penn State. Uh, Eric Barnett gets the win at one twenty five. Austin Gomez at one forty nine gets the win. Dean Hamidi gets the win at one sixty five. Uh, tech fall for Barnett. Gomez gets the uh, decision, uh, six to two, and then Hamidi getting the uh, major decision. Uh, but yeah, all the other ones go uh, Penn State's way. Uh, tech fall at uh, one eighty four. Aaron Brooks beating Tyler Dow. Uh, Trent Hilger loses on a six two decision at the two eighty five class to number one ranked Greg uh, Kirkfliet. That's you know easy for you to say. Uh, after that, then they played number twenty-eight Illinois. Wisconsin loses this one in a tight one, seventeen eighteen in uh, wrestling there. So that's right down to the stretch. Uh, they actually get the win at. Uh, they do it in a different order. Like we've talked about this last year, they don't go straight order. They kind of pick a different spot to start at. So they started at one fifty-seven. Modal gets the win. Uh, Dean Hamidi gets the win. Three straight wins then for uh, for the Illini, uh, all three by decisions. Uh, then we get Trent Hilger coming in at 285, getting the win. Eric Barnett getting the win, getting a little momentum. Uh, they go down 14-18, and then they get a 9-7 decision from Joseph Zargo at 149 to finish it. Um, if they'd have gotten the major decision, they could have won, but he only gets the 9-7 win. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where they go. Also... At 141, kind of finishing it out there was the Badgers had the 14-12 lead, uh, but Danny Puccino, or Puccino, I don't know how he says it, uh, beats uh, Felix Latini uh, by fall. So he gets that, uh, gets them the six points. That's what gets them the win. So that's right down to the line there. Badgers were in this with the Illini. Badgers next will have Michigan at Michigan, and then we'll welcome in Purdue, and then... They will welcome in Iowa. So that's where we are with the wrestling. Uh, as we talked about also, there is hockey to go over this week. Uh, we did have the an actually kind of surprising win for UW 
uh, beating Notre Dame and then losing to Notre Dame. So they got a split this week. They get a 2 nothing win over Notre Dame to start off with on Friday night. Uh, big goals from uh, Corson Kuleman and uh, Corson Brantle. Uh, Kuleman getting it on 5-on-5 five five and an unassisted goal. The, the game-winning goal is a power play goal 4-on-5, the one by uh, Brantle. And so Badgers get the 2 to nothing win over Notre Dame. Uh, after that, though, Notre Dame comes back the next game, gets a 6-4 to four win over Wisconsin, so they split the, the series there this weekend. Uh, Notre Dame scored the first five goals, uh, so it was 5 nothing quickly. Uh, Matthew DeSantis scores two in a row, both power play goals, uh, about eight minutes apart, and then Carson Brantle gets one in, so it becomes 5-3 you know, to three pretty quickly. Uh, then in the third quarter, this is all third period scoring for the Badgers. Uh, they give up another goal to Notre Dame and then get their last one, Carson Bantle. So Bantle and uh, Desenfal getting all four of the goals for the Badgers in this one. Badger women actually suffered a massive loss this week. Uh, they lose back-to-back against, um, against UMD. So UMD jumps only slightly. They jump from eight up to six. After sweeping the Badgers, Badgers drop from two to eight. This is about the lowest the Badgers women's hockey team has been ranked in. Probably, well, the entire time we've done this podcast, I would say. So this is the lowest they've been in probably six, seven years. Uh, but that's a rough one. They get shut out on Saturday as well. So they get the, the, the close win there for UMD and the other one. But UMD goes in and, and just beats the Badger women's team, and that uh, drops the Badgers way down. They're going to have to be doing some chasing this week. Uh, the wins are 3-1 and one nothing as they do this. And also, this was at Laban. So this is a home series for the Badgers, and they lose two in a row. They will have to come back and get uh, it's the WCHA tournament starting up here. So they'll be playing Bemidji State. Uh, for the next round here, and that will be coming up on the 13th and 14th. What we didn't mention also from last week is the Badger men's hockey team had the uh, Holiday Classic sponsored by Quick Trip, where they played, uh, was it Lake Superior State, and beat them and then ended up losing in the championship game of the tournament. But uh, I was reminded by my father, Lake Superior State in the late 80s, early 90s, was actually a multiple national championship winning team. And I watched several of those. One of those, they beat the Badgers, and I'd totally forgotten about that team. But they are not that team right now. Uh, in men's WIAC hockey, we had Eau Claire playing St. Olaf, getting a 3-1 to win, and then they played St. Mary's and got a 4-1 to win. So Eau Claire looking good there. Uh, UW-Stevens Point gets a rare home overtime loss to Hamlin. Uh, but bounce back to get a four to nothing win over Augsburg. River Falls uh, gets Augsburg a four to three win at home, and then the next night welcomed in Bethel and got a five to two win. Uh, Stout played and they win six to three over Bethel. Uh, that was their only game of the weekend. And then also Northland played St. Mary's on Friday. They lose five four in overtime, and then the next night they lose. 3-2 in overtime to St. Olaf. Uh, women's WIAC, we've got River Falls getting a 4 to nothing win over Concordia of Minnesota, and then they beat them 9-2 to the following night. UW-Stevens Point beats Hamlin 1-0, and 
and then loses St. Mary's in overtime 2-1. to one. Uh, UW-Eau Claire loses St. Norbert 2-1, to one, and then they come back and beat them the next night 4-2. to two. So a bunch of uh, conference games going on for the WIAC in, in these recent ones. Of course, every now and then we have to sneak in something from St. Norbert's because that's been a pretty fantastic franchise over the last several years. Uh, right now, UW-Stevens Point ranked 10th in men's hockey. St. Norbert's ranked 9th. Those are the two highest-ranked teams there. Uh, UW-Eau Claire has not worked their way back into the top 15. Uh, they are about number 21 right now. They are receiving votes. They're right ahead of Bowden, Trinity, and Amherst. Right now, Hobart, uh, Hobart is ranked number 1, Utica number 2, Adrian number 3. That's somebody who, if they're going to do something, St. Norbert's going to have to go through Adrian on their way out. Uh, the women's poll, we'll see right now that uh, River Falls is at number two. They are receiving first place votes. They're 11 and two right now, holding on to number two again this week, uh, right behind Gustavus, who got 15 of the 20 first place votes. Uh, River Falls, like I said, in second, Plattsburgh in third, Amherst in fourth. And Eau Claire is hanging in at 10th. They dropped from 9th to 10th this week uh, with the split that they had. So that is what we have. Well, I should mention, St. Norbert is actually in around 18th. They're in the receiving votes. Uh, so in terms of their numbers, they're around 18th in the country right now. But that's where we are in terms of all of our sports this week that we have. It's been a wonderful week to talk to everybody. Uh, it's been a rough week on a lot of sports senses. But we, you know, it's time for us, everybody else, to start moving on, and we will be heading into what Aaron very affectionately calls the sports abyss. But we're going to keep bringing you everything we can in terms of Wisconsin sports and trying to make sure that uh, you have all the news you need wherever you are, whether across the state, across the United States, or across the world, to stay in touch with all of your Wisconsin sports. So thank you again for a, another week with us. I remind you, you can follow... Uh, Jim Widener at Jim Widener 51. You can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.